Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> it's our two on this Monday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. I just can't get the words out of my head with Aaron Rodgers describing how this psychedelic experience in Peru affected him as a person and a player and a lover. <laughs> Oh, too much information, too much. You ever been around older people when they tell you about a surgery? They really tell you about a surgery or a condition they have. And then, you know, you're just like, I don't need to know. Hey, uh, how you feeling? Well, I miss work. Uh, man, do I have hemorrhoids like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> and I'm going, ah, how about you just say you miss work? It's okay. I took a pint of fluid out of my lower back. <laughs> yeah. I run when I hear the word discharge. I just bolt. <laughs> bolt. Abscess. That's another one. Todd. Boil. Where you're going, no, I don't need to know this. These are all conversations I've had with Todd Fritz. No question about it. I've said some of these things on the air. Yes. You, you're like an older person. You give me way too much. And Todd will give you too much information. And then at the very end say, oh, that was too much information. Yeah, I don't realize in the moment you get caught up with a bloody stool conversation. You're like, you know what? I don't think I need it to See, really even right there. now. now. Right just, now. It's, not, it's just not necessary. Premier League Saturday, Cristiano Ronaldo, Manchester oh. United. Oh, Ronaldo. They go to Brentford. Uh, Premier League morning, Saturday, 1230 Eastern on MDC and Peacock. Cristiano Ronaldo, the end is near. He didn't start uh, over the weekend. Fitness issues, Dan. Of course. And he went in in the second half. He subbed in. I guess he was sitting on the bench. He had his shirt off as he's slowly getting dressed, ready to go into the game. Ratings bananas. Yes. 
I don't think that's how you normally get ready to sub in for a Premier League match. Seaton, yeah, maybe yeah. you could help me I, here. It seemed like he didn't need to take off his shirt, but he did. Uh, you know, you take your warm up off and then, you know, get ready, warm up. And he did. Uh, he sat adjusting his socks and putting in his shin guards yeah. and retying his shoes and all this stuff, all shirtless, which was. But I guess if you look like that, then you want to have your shirt off as often as possible. Yeah. Like, I get that. Those abs are kind of a moneymaker for him. They are. Yeah. They are. But the end is near, it feels like, for uh, Ronaldo. Falling on hard times. <laughs> is he going to be in the MLS? Will Ronaldo be in the MLS next season? No. I don't, I don't know that he'll go that route. I he really won't don't know. lower himself to that? I, I don't know if he will. All right. Does Maybe. Messi end up in the MLS? Very likely. Oh, so why would Messi and not Ronaldo? Uh, well, there have been a lot of rumors about Messi already, uh, and like he's been, a lot of teammates have said, oh, yeah, he asks about how MLS is and things like that, whereas Ronaldo, he's still, his problem right now is he the Manchester United's not playing in Champions League, and he just needs to get to a team that's on Champions League, mm. uh, or that's going to play in Champions League this mm. year. Uh, Messi... I don't know. There's just always been more rumors about him coming to the MLS than, than Ronaldo, it seems like. Hmm. We'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. 877 3DP show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp show. The great offensive lineman, Anthony Munoz, the uh, Bengals offensive lineman, Hall of Famer, will join us coming up a little bit. We gave you both ends of the spectrum <laughs> with, with linemen. We have Anthony Munoz, who's one of the probably top five offensive linemen in history. He might be number one overall. We also have former offensive lineman Ross Tucker, who's going to join <laughs> us a little bit later on in the show as well. We had to separate their greatness by an hour. We had to. Yeah. yeah so we have Munoz in the uh, coming up in a little bit, and Ross Tucker is next hour. There, but both were at the Hall of Fame festivities this weekend in Canton, Ohio. Yes, Paul. People are making jokes for Ross on Twitter. Who do we have on tomorrow? Emmett Smith and Maurice Claret. Oh, wow. Tom, who's on uh, Tom Brady and Tim Tebow coming on tomorrow? Dang. Man, okay, them, not me. Ross Tucker is going to join us coming up. More of your phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. We'll have that for you. Poll question, Seton. Hour two is going to be well, Dan. For hour one, we put up worst quarterback situation. Excuse me, worst. And right now the Seahawks are absolutely running away with it. Oh, okay. They have uh, 62% of the vote. There's sort of a, a tie, though, between the Steelers and Commanders. Mm, okay. Kind of interesting. All right. You got a poll question for hour two. Did we want to populate the uh, Paul's poll question that he had? Well, that's you got to fill in the blank. Yeah, we're filling in the blanks. So it's not really a poll question because unless we're putting in. More of like a Mad Libs situation. Yeah. Yeah, that that you have to fill in. And that seems like something you would tweet at us. Our Twitter handle is at DP Show. Phone number 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle. Uh, the Deshaun Watson appeal ruling is pending. I reached out to a source this morning and I said, what's the update? And my source said, we're waiting like everybody else. That's it. Because... You had a judge. Now you have a former attorney general in New Jersey. I don't know if he's got to write a brief. By the way, it's not how how brief is a brief, and how how brief is not a brief. Because wouldn't she write sixteen pages? The judge that was a brief. 
And then I don't know if he writes a brief about the brief, Seton. You kind of have to have one, don't you? Well, I have to have his reasoning. Because you can't, you can't have 16 pages from the first judge and be like, okay, this is her reasoning for all of this. And now Roger Goodell just says, okay, well, we gave it to the other guy. He disagreed. <laughs> and he said? He said we win. So He said 12, 12 games, $10 million. Yeah, he said that we were right. She was wrong. So <laughs> we're going to go with his opinion. It does feel like that you have to explain how you came to this conclusion. You yes. have to throw in the legal terms like here to and so forth. And she, she was wrong. We were right. Torts. Yeah. Got to throw in a tort there for some reason. Isn't that physical damage? What, what, what are torts? Because I remember having a uh, roommate in college who was uh, in law school, and he would talk about torts. Yes, Paul. A tort is an act or omission that gives rise to injury or harm okay, to another and amounts to a civil wrong okay. where the courts can give liability. Okay. Huh. Torts. It's also a rich, multi-layered cake. No. Oh, yes. Mm. Is that a tort or a tart? A tort. A tort is a rich layer cake? A multi-layered cake that is filled with whipped cream, buttercream, mousses, jams, or fruit. Hmm. It's of German origin. But there's an E on the end, isn't there? T-O-R-T-E. Yeah. Yes. Torte. Torte. Yes, Marv. Speaking of cakes, both you, you and Polly both went to weddings. Yes. What type of wedding cake was it? I didn't have any of it. Well, I mean... Of course I can't. Not with that body. No. If you've been called the Ronaldo of sports radio, <laughs> I I have my shirt off right up until we get ready to do the show. As the music is playing, that's when you finally put your shirt on. Donaldo is what my name is. Donaldo. Donaldo is what they've uh, they've called. I uh, I I cringe when I look back when I had the remember the sunburn where yeah. so it looked like I had I had painted. You know, paint, you know, red on my, my uh, belly, my chest. So my sides were white. My, <laughs> my chest was bright red. It was purple. That was a burn. I was outside, <laughs> fell asleep. Oh, sure you did. No, I did. I fell asleep with my arms behind my head. <sighs> and then I woke up and I went, I'm on fire. You look like seared tuna. Your, your <laughs> <Yeah>. chest hair. <laughs> How how do you like your Danaldo Car, Car, Carpaccio? Yeah, it was so. You can Google it, but um, it, it looks fake. I mean, maybe you shouldn't Google it, but too late. It, it, oh, oh. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yes. Literally so sexy it hurt. Yes, it did. Sorry, DP. I'm too sexy for him. Uh, but no, I, I didn't have any of the cake. Also, I was happy that the bride and groom didn't smash each other with cake. Like, I don't get... I, I feel bad. You know, these women spend so much time to look so beautiful, and then all of a sudden you got cake on your face. Not a good thing. I don't know who came up with that. Yes, Mark. It's the stupidest thing ever next to the chicken dance. Stop both of those things at weddings. I'm okay with the chicken dance. Stop both of them. America, let's do it together. Let's stop it. <laughs> but it feels like chicken dance, Macarena, are, you know, maybe not on the playlist, but it's still, you got to have celebrate yeah. good time. Come on. <laughs> it's a celebration. <laughs> it's when you get the finger. Come on. Oh, you're yeah. coming out here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, there's always going to be somebody who wants uh, you to come on the dance floor. Just leave me alone. And it's not necessarily your wife. It'll oh. be like, come on. Man. I'm like, no. Uh-uh. It's your cousin Mildred. <laughs> Mildred. They had, they had a, a moment where um, they had the couples. So they'd say, and uh, couples have been married. Uh, come on out on the dance floor. And then they go, if you've been married five years or less, you can leave. And then they would go. So then it got to the point. So I, we've been married 35 years. So, you know, we're out there and there's a few couples left. There was a couple that had been married 60 years. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I've been married 60 years, I don't want to be on the dance floor. I want to be at the bar getting loaded. He's breaking a hip out there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if the DJ went, how about second marriages? Couples with second marriages, come on out. Uh, those of you considering divorce, come on up here. A, lawyer, a bunch of lawyers run out, try to get one of them. Uh, but the playlist, playlist is always interesting at the wedding. Pretty good. And then you go, who picked that? Why? Celebrate good times. Come, come on. on. <laughs> Oh come on, come come out here. The the guy that doesn't dance, like no, don't ask him. It is kind of a lonely place when you're sitting at the table by yourself because everybody else is doing something. I like, know. Eh, I'll probably go to the bar. <laughs> uh, they started dancing. I went out and had a cigar. Yeah. And then my wife goes, "Where have you been?" I go, "I'm out here smoking a cigar." She goes, "Everybody's dancing." I said, "Well, go dance." Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I'm out here. Come on. This isn't Footloose where I got to come in and dance. Come on. Let's dance. I just want to dance. Yeah. That's why I've never understood that movie. <laughs> never once. They a, town, a town where no dancing is allowed sounds perfect. I know. That's exactly where I'd want to live. I know. Yeah, Mark. Then they become the world's best dancers. Yes. Start pop blocking. Yeah. And I was like, when did you learn this? Ow. Yeah. They tried to stop me, but they're never going to stop no. us. Kevin Bacon, get out here. <laughs> You got all these kids from rural Indiana over here pop-locking like Turbo and Ozone from breaking. Yeah. I'm like, okay. what the hell? Do you think Kevin Bacon is proud of Footloose? It, yeah. Proud. No, no, proud. Oh, that's a weird word Whoa, to use there. Wow. That, that's a very important movie in his yeah. career. So, I, yeah, I would imagine he loves it. I, I bet he's very proud of it. I mean... I, it was a huge movie. Yeah. It's a legacy yeah. movie. Big, it's with set, the, big with the women, It no. set up the rest of his career. He's been... Yeah. Yeah, but he hasn't done anything that was similar to that. It's not like you go, hey, I got to build off of this Footloose uh, brand. He avoided Footloose too. <laughs> He's been enough money in his career. We never had to do Footloose too. He yeah. didn't get typecast as the dancing guy in every movie. Yes. How many times? Because if he goes to a wedding, Kevin Bacon talked to he. Then he say this to us that he, every time he goes, it's like, come on, let's do the Footloose dance. <laughs> I mean, after a while. Yeah, but don't you think it's like it's probably way worse to have people always want you to dance when you're a terrible dancer, but when you're a good dancer, it's like ah, uh, yeah, I just don't feel like it this time. No, but you have to dance. Like if I don't want to dance, I don't have to dance. Kevin Bacon goes to a reception; he's got to dance. Yeah, more. Does he have to do the footloose choreographed? Yes. Are they expecting him to do that? Yes. Yeah. Whoever came up with line dancing knows wherever he goes or she goes, they have to line dance. They do. Hey, Timmy. Hey, Timmy. We're gonna do the line dance. All right, I'll be out there. Yeah, Paul. If I'm Kevin Bacon, I have my agent or lawyer have like a cease and desist before I attend any wedding. That 
Like, I could sue you if you put on any Footloose song. Mm. There, it has to be. A, mm. I'm not even walking in the building. Yes, Tom. If Kevin Bacon's flipping through the channels on his couch and that comes on, that's the question. Does he keep that on or does he go, oh, he can't get rid of it fast enough on the screen and is embarrassed by it? I just don't know how he feels about that. Yeah, more. There's got to be a guy, a young actor, probably in the same range as Kevin Bacon at that point, where they say, oh, what movie did you turn down? I turned down Footloose. He's kicking himself right now. Who turned down Footloose? Because it feels like every role, somebody has turned it down. It feels like Tom Cruise could very easily step mm, right into that role. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think so. I'm trying to think who back then would have been in Footloose, up for Footloose. Every time Kevin Bacon goes to a, a wedding, he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's where you act like you don't hear it. What song is this? I don't know. Oh, great. Damn it. They're going to make me do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul. So I've got a couple stories here that they offered it to Tom Cruise. and Cruise, Oh, Tom Cruise was interested, but a scheduling conflict with all the right moves. Solid movie, by the way. Yes. Um, underrated. It appears from a couple but different... But all the right moves, Chris Penn is in that, and Chris Penn is also in Footloose, right. Sean Penn's brother. Yeah, Chris Penn's the, bloop, uh, bloop. the linebacker. Okay, thank you. Way to put it together. And then his wife got pregnant? I have uh, Rob Lowe, who Ooh. passed oh, on Footloose, reportedly. Yeah. Uh, John Travolta was in play, but doesn't say whether he ever passed on it. Too much dancing. Well, that was before Saturday Night Fever? Oh, well after. I would have been like... Uh, Three years after the first Saturday Night Fever. Okay. Rob Lowe probably would have done pretty well for yeah, something if he, he took would. that. And, you know, he could have used uh, you know something to help him with the ladies. What was the, <laughs> what was Saturday Night Fever 2 called where they went and they were all like uh, workout people? Stay they alive. became like... Yeah, stay alive. Uh, the, uh, staying alive. Well, staying stay alive. alive. Yeah. Staying alive. He moves to L.A. to be a dancer. I know. <laughs> that, that was rough. And then he was in that movie Perfect with Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, who was perfect. By the way... White hot. Yes. All right, let me take a break. Uh, Good segment. Yes, of course it was. Let's dance. You know what? How about during the commercial break? Let's just dance. (laughs) (laughs) Marv, can you dance? I can, actually. You can? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the genetics, I better. Well, you can't play basketball. Depends on who I'm playing basketball with. (laughs) How about we take a break? Back after this, Dan Patrick. Tunnel Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families, and uh, they've been doing it ever since 9-11. First responders are military service members they, uh, who didn't come home and young children left behind. Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring their family stability. U.S. Army Specialist Jason Wheeler, one such hero, re-enlisted after 9-11, but... A training accident left him unable to walk. After years of trying to manage, Specialist Wheeler and his family moved into a mortgage-free smart home that was custom-designed for his needs. Our nation's heroes, people who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities, need your help. Help these heroes and their families. You can join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor and never forget. And this is where you come in. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll get to your phone calls coming up, as we always do on Monday, Best and Worst of the Weekend. There are many guys in the history of college athletics who won a national championship for 
a baseball team and a football team in the same year, but Anthony Munoz did, Pro Football Hall of Fame, offensive lineman, 11-time Pro Bowler. What kind of baseball player were you, Anthony? Um, in my mind or in others? <laughs> <laughs> but you played third base? Well, I played third base through high school. Actually, I started playing, Dan, third base. It's great being with you. Good seeing you. Good seeing you. Um, so I started playing third base at the age of seven. And that was my childhood dream. So through Little League, three-year starter in high school, mainly third base, but I also pitched. Of course, I went to USC on a football scholarship with the agreement to play baseball. And so I didn't play my freshman year there, but my sophomore year in school was my freshman year playing baseball. Played a little first base, DH, but then I was mainly a relief pitcher once my arm got into shape. I was a fungo hitter, no longer playing first or batting. But I did pitch a little bit. Uh, I was a relief pitcher at USC. Did you ever face uh, Randy Johnson? I didn't. In fact, uh, Randy, I think, got there like four years after I got there. Um, I left my the year I played was 78, graduated in 80. So uh, Bengals, I was a rookie in 80. So I think Randy Johnson was there a couple years, two, three, four years after I got uh, after I left. It's probably a good thing you didn't face him. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't face him, you know, being, I guess, what was he, 6'10", yeah. about 100 miles an hour. <laughs> You know, I faced some good uh, heat in college, but I don't think I faced anything like his. I, I was wondering about the evolution of the offensive lineman because we talk about the evolution of wide receivers and quarterbacks, other positions. But it, it, I'm, I'm curious of how you played the style and then running the uh, uh, linemen that are coming into the NFL now. What's the biggest difference with when you played as opposed to what they want a lineman to be now? I think their bank balance you know, what they have in their checking and their savings, probably the biggest difference. <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing because they, there's no question about it, Dan, they're bigger, they're stronger, they're quicker. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where you just look at them and, you know, they are getting bigger uh, in certain areas. Uh, but, you know, when you look at it, it still boils down to being able to do the basics, you know, run block and pass block, being able to move your feet, use your hands. And, just because you're big and strong and fast doesn't necessarily translate into being in the right position, using the right kick, using the right step, using the right place hand, you know, the right hand placement. So it's still, you still got to be taught. You still got to go, you know, and Frank Pollock, who's the Bengals line coach, I, I think he has a great tagline. He says, mastering the mundane. And I think as an offensive lineman, you have to have the mentality and the will to do that because you have to really do it over and over and over. And to me, that's the difference between a good and a great offensive line lineman is being able to master the technique and, and use it consist consistently. How would you deal with Aaron Donald? Well, I would uh there would be a word in my vocabulary, a guard. Help, 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 no. <laughs> you know, those are those are the top type of guys that uh you would want to be challenged. And watching him, it boils down to technique. I mean, just because, like I said, you're big and strong and quick and fast, with him, you can throw that out the window. It's going to help you, Dan, but you have to be, not that anyone's perfect, but you have to be near to perfect every time you set with your, your hands, not leaning, not allowing him to use your weight to, to counter. and throw. It's just, it's a matter of really focusing and using the correct technique. And I had one of the best technical coaches ever in Jim McNally, and we worked over and over. So that's how I would deal with it if I had to go against someone like Aaron Donald. 
What's it like if you've given up a sack and you have to go back to the quarterback either to help him up or you go into the huddle? Do you say anything? You don't. I think looks say everything. Um, you have to be able to wipe it clean. Uh, and one of the things I use an example for those that watched Men in Black, the movie, they have that little gadget that you click and it, your memory's gone. As an offensive <laughs> tackle, you have, to, you have to do that. I mean, you know, you see their boomer laying on the ground or Kenny Anderson, when I, you help them up and you just say to yourself, that cannot happen again. And hopefully it doesn't happen the rest of that game. And hopefully for, you know, for me, I didn't want it to happen the rest of the season. You were in the coldest game ever? <laughs> it was a little chilly. But that was the San Diego game. And I was there. I was working. I think if you could have said to Dan Fouts and the Chargers, hey, you guys don't have to play. You can go back on the bus, get on the plane, and go back home. You're going to lose. Let's say we're going to say you lost by three points. You played well, but you don't have to play in the game. I honestly thought when they walked onto the field, I thought there was no way that they were going to win that game just with their body language. How much did you guys – because you guys had – didn't you have sleeveless shirts on or you didn't have undershirts on? Nothing like that. Well, we felt we were crazy to play in that game. Might as well come out with no sleeves. (laughs) That was the decision we made as an offensive line. So here's actually with 59 below, this is what I had on. A gray T-shirt, shoulder pads, and my jersey. Uh, we knew we had them, Dan. We came out to pregame warm-up, and all the offensive linemen, sleeveless, we looked over to the Chargers sideline. <laughs> there was two guys, pregame warm-up, that had no sleeves. We went in, came out for the kickout, and we made it a point to browse the sideline and find those two guys and see how, how many layers they put in when they went inside. <laughs> and they had at least two or three layers when they came out. I said, Okay, and it's interesting because people ask me after the fact, did you do that to have a psychological edge? Now, come on. I'm a football player, offensive lineman. We're not thinking psychology, but when it was all said and done, (laughs) I think that happened. And, uh, you know, not to mention that Kenny Anderson, without gloves, mind you, played and threw the football unbelievably. I want to get him into the Hall of Fame. I think. Amen. uh, You know, Kenny Anderson. You know, he, he just sort of forgotten. You know, you guys didn't beat Montana in the Super Bowl. That would have gone a long way, I think, in getting him in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, Kenny Riley. Like, there's been a couple of players with with the uh, the Bengals, but I wonder how that hurt Kenny Anderson that he didn't beat Montana that head to head Super Bowl in Detroit. You know, you hate to think that that's the difference yeah. because all you have to do is look at his career stats. And and I've been looking at him a lot because I'm one of the biggest advocates. It's gotten to a point where it's really, really frustrating for me because you know, we're at Super Bowl in, in Minnesota several years ago. We're sitting there and it's Kenny Anderson, Roger Staubach and myself, and we're in a conversation. All of a sudden, Staubach stops and he goes, by the way, why in the heck aren't you in the Hall of Fame talking to Kenny Anderson? A lot of guys that, that believe that. And, uh, but you know, I think there's a lot of people that justify quarterbacks' careers by the rings they have, and, and I'm just not one of those guys. Uh, to me, one of my top five quarterbacks doesn't have a ring, and that's the kid that played down in Miami, uh, Dan Marino. Uh, so hopefully this year we have Kenny Riley and Kenny Anderson as finalists in the seniors category. 
I tell you what, I'm one of the biggest advocates for both those guys, especially Kenny Anderson. Yeah. But now you look at Kenny Riley, the top eight all-time interceptors, seven of them, seven of them are in the Hall of Fame. The number five guy is not in, and that's number 13, the Rattler, Kenny Riley. So, you know, it, it's getting frustrating, and hopefully this year we get one, maybe two, and uh, soon maybe both. Talking to Anthony Munoz, Pro Football Hall of Famer. When you see Montana, do you ever talk about the Super Bowls? After I body slam them, no, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we don't. And and that's the great thing about it. I think you have other guys that talk more about it than the guys you actually lost to. Um, You know, so, you know, we we have great, you know, great talks. I don't see them a whole lot, but when we see them, it's friendly conversation, word events, and, and it's time just to enjoy but uh, we really don't talk about, uh, you know, because I don't want to get back into counseling after losing fights. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, um, how do you sum up what you've seen from Joe Burrow? I tell you what, I love the guy. I, I mean, I've had a chance to talk to him, not a lot. Love, look forward to getting to know him even better. But what I see as a leader, and I mean, for a second-year guy to be cons- – I mean, the guy's an amazing leader, great talent. But I just love the way – I love watching how guys interact now uh, and the way people interact with them, what they're saying about them. You know it's real. And uh, to me, he's the real deal. He's the total package. And uh, I just love watching them play because for years they would get behind and you would say, well, maybe they can come from behind. Now it's like as long as he has the football in his hands, we have a chance. And, and not only him, but they've surrounded him with some amazing talent defensively, offensively. Yeah. Uh, so I feel good about the direction this team's going with Joe Burrow at the helm. Uh, I mentioned you went to USC. So much for the Pac-12 there, Anthony, with <laughs> USC going to Big Ten. You're, you're living in Ohio, so they're, they're coming to Big Ten country. You know, mixed feelings with that. For me, I'm excited because now I don't have to go out west all the time to watch a game. And over the years, I've been a guy that's supported, and I go to at least one or two games a year. But uh, what, 2024, I think, is when they start. Maybe, you know, maybe two games a year they'll be out here. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it happened so quickly, Dan. I, I can't say that I was surprised because in college, all you have to look at, and it's, uh, you know, it's about the money. NIL, you know, kids are the portal. They're going to where they can get money. And now uh, teams are going to conferences where, you know, they can uh, get the most money. So uh, I think it's, Competition-wise, I mean, I thought the the Pac-12 was down a little bit. We had some pretty good teams. But now, you know, I think it's going to be competition, and hopefully it it, it helps the recruiting for us. Where's your gold jacket? Right now it's hanging up in my closet. I just took it out of my carry bag after uh, getting home yesterday from Canton, Ohio, uh, and it's uh, hanging up in my my closet. Uh, I actually didn't have to wear it as much as I usually did just a couple events. So with the heat, usually I have to take it in and get it dry clean because <laughs> I perspire or I, I should say I sweat a lot, <laughs> but uh, no, I just hung it up and kind of made sure it wasn't too wrinkled in my closet. Put your hands up to the screen. How are they, <laughs> are they messed up? Oh my God. Oh my God. Would you say I, nine out of 10 aren't bad. <laughs> I mean, you got, you got this little guy that's kind of, what, what is I mean, that, that's pointing to, like, Indiana, isn't it? Well, yeah, I don't like giving directions unless I, <laughs> I, I misdirect people with that, you know? Hey, just go straight ahead. Wait, wait you're pointing over. How, how did you get that injury? You know, I was at an auction once, and the bid was up to 300 I said, 300 they said, no, 300 not 250 <laughs> 
you know, Dan, it's <laughs> over the years we were, I was a big, you know, from my USC days, we were hands, arms, I mean, extended, punch them. And, you know, all those years of punching oh. those defensive ends as they're coming full speed, I'm thankful that there's only one going in the wrong direction. But, uh, you know, people ask me, they know that I played a lot of years in the NFL, and they say, so how'd that happen? How did you do that? I said, well, you know, I was out back gardening and I uh, got it caught in the root of a plant. And, <laughs> no, it's just those big guys, man. You get a caught between jerseys, helmets, shoulder pads, and – I'm just thankful, like I said, there's Damn. one of the ten that's going in the wrong direction. But could you get that repaired if you wanted to? I could, uh, but it would remain straight. I wouldn't be able to bring it in when I make a fist. I can still make a fist. I can still grab things. I can still <laughs> grab the club and wait. So, yeah, why mess with it? It makes, you know, we would have never talked about it if it was straight, right? It makes for a great conversation piece. Uh, it's great to talk to you. I tell the story. When we were at ESPN, and I used to joke with Anthony, I'd say, man, if I played against you, I would do this. And he had no idea that I was going to do like a swim move around him. And then I did, I did one where he goes, do that again. And then I did it, and you grabbed me in the ribs, and you held me for like 10 seconds, and then you said, don't do that again. And I couldn't <laughs> breathe. I went, okay, all right. Thank you, you know, for it's, reminding it's me. It's fun. Just like when you asked me about how good a baseball player was, you know, I was like, you know, I enjoyed it, but to, to face a Nolan Ryan, a, you know, Randy Johnson, a Steve Carlton, nah, I think I'll pass on that. Yes. I'm, I learned my lesson. Like, man, I could get by you. Then all of a sudden he's like, do that again. I did. <laughs> but you never held anybody when you played, right? No, no never. never. I just did that. I just did that to you to just kind of Thank irritate you. you. I never really held anything. Thank you, Anthony. Great to talk to you as always. All right, Dan. Good being with you. Great seeing you. That's Take Anthony care. Munoz, Pro Football Hall of Famer. He uh, went to the Pro Bowl 11 times and a member of the uh, 1978 USC National Champs. you imagine playing third base? You're at the plate and you look down to third base and there's Anthony Munoz. And having great feet. You know, we, we look at strength with offensive linemen. You know, your hands are really important, but it's about footwork, man. And he's on the short list, greatest offensive lineman in history, because he was truly an athlete. It wasn't like you're a big guy, play catcher. You're a big guy, play offensive line. He was just a great athlete. That uh, I'm trying to think. You know, there are a couple of guys. Then he would. He's so humble that he would probably point out a lot of other offensive linemen. But I mean, I go back to Ron Yeri is the first offensive lineman I really remember that they talk, And he was a USC guy, too. Ron Yeri. And I was like, all right. And it, back in the early 70s. And I just remember, like, offensive linemen left tackles and how important they became and how athletic they had to be because your best edge rusher was there. And you had to have quick feet and get your hands up and be ready to go. And, I mean, he protected Kenny Anderson and uh, Boomer Esiason. We'll take a break. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend, and a lot of people on hold. We'll get to your phone calls coming up as well. Guys, I get it when you're busy. Easy to let your diet and exercise slip a little bit. Certainly in the summer months, you gain some extra weight, feeling a little more tired at the end of the day. We get older. It's hard to fend that off. That's why I take M-Drive, supplements for driven men who aren't ready to slow down. Prioritize your health. Get in shape with M-Drive, top seller at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. My listeners right now can try the best-selling M-Drive Boost and Burn, $5 at mdrivedan.com. M-Drive Boost and Burn is formulated with 
with clinically tested ingredients that supports healthy testosterone, weight loss, and increased energy. You feel and look your best. Visit mdrivedan.com. Get your first two weeks of mDrive, $5, free shipping, plus they offer a 60-day money-back guarantee, so there's nothing to lose. $5 risk-free trial at mdrivedan.com. More energy, fat burning, strength. Get mdrivedan.com and tell them we sent you. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Your phone calls coming up. Let me start with the Danettes. Back left. Todd, best and worst. I'm going with two worst on this particular occasion. I usually like to do one best, one worst, but I have here pro golfer Will Zalatoris fired his caddy, Ryan Goble, in the middle of the Wyndham Championship. They were supposedly best friends the past three years. Will had finished in the top ten eight times with Ryan on the bag, including almost $7 million in earnings, but... They part ways. The other worst of the weekend, Rays pitching coach Kyle Snyder injures himself sadly as he walked to the mound to speak with Shane McClanahan during the seventh inning against the Tigers, somehow hurt his calf muscle, had to return to the dugout. Manager Kevin Cash had to go out there instead and finish the job of speaking with his pitcher. Yeah, Paul. Fritzy, for Zalatoris, he fired him mid-round? Yeah. Like on the course? Yeah. Yeah. So did he carry his own bag or he's have a sub i think someone came in to uh take the bag as far as i know but they uh they were best buddies and however things were going he just felt like to save their friendship it had to uh, had to end yeah he said so like it's more healthy for both of us if we just stopped doing this <laughs> so they could maintain their friendship that and so he brought somebody in and i think that guy is going to continue to caddy for him yes he I mean, you know it's bad if you fire mid-round where you go, yeah, you know, when you get to uh, the turn where you're going to go in and get a snack or something. Um, hey, no, no, you stay. You, yeah, you, why don't you just head back to the car? Yeah, yeah. Don't you worry. I got somebody else who's going to carry the bag. Yeah, Paul. You're on the 13th hole, and the caddy goes, so what are we hitting on this hole? We aren't hitting anything. No, <laughs> I am. You're hitting the road. <laughs> Seaton. Dang, it's messed up. Uh, Dan, best of the weekend, our lead squad. Let's go. 2-1 win over Wolves. Yes. You called it. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love leads. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Jesse Marsh even got into a little bit of a dust-up oh, dust after up. the game. That was fun. Uh, Brendan Aronson looked fantastic. Tyler Adams, a little okay, bit of a slow start, but he let's looked real good, we too. Go. My worst of the weekend, Padre spending all that money, and they still can't beat the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't get pitchers, though. dang rang. Uh, odds to win the World Series, it's still the Dodgers, uh, plus 370. Then it's the Yankees, and then it's the Astros, Mets, Braves, and then the Padres. Uh, so that's according to DraftKings. Mar, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, first best of the weekend, I saw this movie called The Founder with Michael Keaton about the uh, guy who founded McDonald's. Yeah. Really good. What is that, Ray Kroc? Yeah, Ray Kroc, not a good dude. Yeah. Uh, second best, Sue Bird played her final game uh, for Seattle. More importantly, she's a UConn legend. Uh, you know, they rolled out the red carpet before, gave her a nice tribute. So, my two best. I love Sue Bird. Her and Tarasi, like they've been playing a long time. They are just... They're just basketball players. Yeah, Stores, Connecticut. Come on. I know. That's all we produce. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Our girls. Yeah. No Paige Beckers this upcoming season, though. Uh, That's a bummer. That is. That is a bummer. Paulie, best and worst. Uh, best. I stumbled upon a podcast that's very popular, but of course I hadn't heard about it yet. Smartless with Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett, the actors, comedians. 
Those are some snarky fellas. Yep. That's a lot of good fun. Um, I don't know if this is best or worst of the weekend. It came out today that the NFL has asked its on-field officials to pay particular attention to illegal contact fouls during the 2022 season. The spokesperson confirmed that it's a point of emphasis. Illegal contact refers to prohibited contact by a defender when the quarterback still has the ball in the pocket, the five-yard penalty. Now, it's a very vague phrase. But then league sources also said that um, in 2022, they will resolve roughing the passer fouls. The competition committee has clarified that contact to the helmet and below the knee must be forcible and not just like a graze, which is what we asked. They for. must be listening to the program. But th- these seem, seem these seem to counteract each other. You want to make it harder to have roughing the passer, but an emphasis on illegal contact. Well, make it, if it's rough, then it's roughing the passer. But if it's not rough, then it's not. But give them five yards. That's it. Uh, Andy in Buffalo. Andy, thanks for holding. What do you have for me today? Hey, DP. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, positivity only today. So Ooh. I only have a back. Okay. Uh, taking four out of five from the Braves. Just absolutely dominated them at home. And I always say can't take the Mets seriously until after the All-Star break. It's August 8th. We're about a month past. And we're six and a half games ahead of the Braves. So positivity only. Got to Grom and Scherzer. That's what we wanted. So thank you for taking my call. All righty. All right, Andy. Thank you. The uh, Mets 8-2 and uh, two in their last 10 games. Gus in Los Angeles joins us on the program. Good morning, Gus. Good morning, Mr. Patrick. How are you and the boys? Hope you guys are well. Uh, positivity following up like that guy just did. 20-4 was the outscoring of the Padres sweeping <laughs> this weekend. I loved it. I loved Manny Machado when they asked him after the game, hey, you guys worried about the Dodgers? No, because I'm Manny bleeping Machado. All right, Mr. <laughs> 2 for 20, let's go. Come on now, bring it. I really and, – and one more thing really quick. You guys were talking about Kevin Bacon earlier, and it got me thinking, who would you least rather be at a wedding, Kevin Bacon or Alfonso Ribeiro? I'll talk to you boys later. Boys, Thank you, Gus. Um, if I'm Alfonso, the Carlton dance, anybody who knows me, you know, I'd say that's a positive. Remembers him from the uh, Fresh Prince. By the way, I've been around Alfonso. He is wonderful with people at a golf event, like playing in pro-am golf events. He is wonderful. I mean, he gets it. You want me to dance? I'm going to dance. I'll do the Carlton. And I, I really appreciate that. Because a lot of times when you see a celebrity, somebody famous, an athlete, how do they deal, how do they you know, interact with people who aren't, you know, famous as well. That's what I always look for. When, when we have guests who come in, Will Ferrell, Brian Cranston, I mean, we go down the list. They're, they're good to the people who are behind the scenes. And that, to me, is always what I'm looking for. I think it'd be nice to me. I'm the host. How do they deal with the person who's putting the microphone on them or taking them in and, and sit, you know, asking if they want water. I always, I always look for that. And 99% of the time, the people who have been on our show are good people to others. Yeah, Marv. As far as Alfonso Ribeiro goes, how would it be for you if you're only famous for that one thing? Like if you're most famous, if you were on yeah. a sitcom and anything else, would that get annoying or would you just be like, I'm just grateful, I'm just going to embrace it? Cause well, would you rather me. be famous for one thing or not be famous at all? Is what it comes down to. Nathan in L.A. Hey, Nate. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Good to talk to you guys again. Yeah. Uh, my best and worst, I'll start with the worst. 
Uh, the NFL, the Hall of Fame telling new Hall of Famers they only have so much time to share their stories with us. And the good is, the best is Bryant Young managing to move us all within that same time frame. Yeah, it was a very moving Hall of Fame speech. Uh, Bryant Young, defensive end, talking about his son, uh, who he lost. But, uh, yeah, there's something that comes up on, uh, you know, there's a camera there that you talk into and monitors, and it'll say, you know, wrap it up. And there, somebody was giving a speech this weekend, and it said wrap it up a couple of times, and they blew right through the stop sign. But they do put a limit, and they do tell you it's time to wrap up. Like right now, that music tells me it's time to wrap up. But just for this hour, I get another hour to talk. More phone calls coming up as well. Fun Monday so far. Try not to screw it up in the final hour of the program. Fritzy, Seton, Marv, Paulie, yours truly, Dan Patrick Show. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 